Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How the heck are you this afternoon? Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Last night's debacle in Denver, tomorrow's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the one and only Jerry Reynolds, Ryan and Sacktown. It all gets started at a moment right here on If You Don't Like That. Three, two, one, go. Sacramento missed you. Carter, stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA. an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That was a major league smush. So great to have Jerry Reynolds, Ryan, and Sacktown as we talk about the Kings and the NBA. I'm sure you two and uh, the rest of the uh, Kings fans and fans in general saw the video of Scott Pollard getting out of the hospital today in uh, only Scott Pollard fashion. Nobody walks out of the hospital <laughs> quite like uh, the way he does. Uh, we have been messaging a lot. He just said he is so happy uh, to be out of the hospital. He is now across the street from the hospital in an apartment uh, that uh, his wife uh, has rented for about six weeks. He has to stay in Nashville next to the hospital for six weeks for obvious reasons. First and foremost, if he were to have a setback, the hospital's right there, uh, but he's got to do rehab, physical therapy, uh, but he's in great spirit. So I wanted to update you, but <laughs> that video, Jerry, did you see the video of him leaving the hospital? Oh yeah. Well, there's only, <laughs> only Scott Pollard, only Scott. Yeah. Pollard. You know, there's yeah, he's a definitely a one of one, no question. You guys Ryan. have to do the play-by-play, but I did see the shoes he's been wearing in rehab. Are you kidding yeah. me? I know. Scott, love it. Well, they gave him those shoes. You know, I guess I they, you it. know, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they had shoes that could fit him. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's good news. All right, Jerry, you weren't with us on the post game because you do halftime with us, and I've talked about this, and I'm going to continue to talk about this. The Kings do not have a legitimate backup point guard when Fox is not playing now. Do I expect them to be able to find a De'Aaron Fox type backup point guard? No, but they really don't have anybody, in my opinion, that can run the team. And again, I just thought last night without Fox, the offense is just stagnant. Yeah, well, there's no question they miss him tremendously. And I mean, 
you know, for his scoring as much as playmaking. I mean, uh, you know, probably Domas is a really the leading playmaker, but but I mean, yeah. Fox is certainly the second, and he takes maybe more importantly, he takes away the best defender. Uh, you know, at the guard position is really going to focus on him. And so, you know, that, that that's a little bit of a factor. And uh, and you're right. You just, you know, this team can't replace him. I mean, that was the thing I think, you know, people were talking about at the break that could they get a Dellen Wright, someone like that. Obviously, the Heat got him. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're guys, you can't replace a Fox, but uh, you've got to get some productivity at the backup uh, point guard position. And they really, they really haven't got that. Yeah, Jerry, if you want to look at um, the front office and the moves that they've made in the last couple of years, really nothing's been done to bolster that or get a point guard that plays a similar style like De'Aaron Fox. And I think even at a bigger issue, you look at the way the roster is made up, you wonder if sometimes some of the guys don't play the same systems as well as the others. Well, that that's always been the case. I mean, uh, and like I say, Fox is very unique in the sense that, yeah. you know, he's a, a, a point guard who really is a scorer first that can make plays. He's a scorer who can make plays. So it's really tough to, uh, you know, fit someone in, so to speak, you know, but, but it's also true. You, with if you got a true more of a true playmaker, you basically with your second unit, uh, you 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 can play different, you know, because obviously uh, Domas has to go out of the games at times as well. So, yeah, it's just it's a weakness, as Grant pointed out. I mean, really, you can't slice it any other way, you know. It's kind of like a another another good big wing, you know, that the team clearly needs. They, you know, I think a lot of us were. And I don't know what deals were there or could have been done, but the Royce O'Neal going to Phoenix, I thought was a would yep. would have been a, a great fit here. You know, a, a big, athletic, tough guy that can make shots. Jerry, when you look at Denver, when they're healthy, they still might be the team to beat in the West. I still think the Clippers, when they're healthy, are right there. I'm not discounting Minnesota or Oklahoma City. I don't know if Oklahoma. I don't know if Oklahoma City has enough of that. Uh, "Quote unquote playoff experience to make that big of a jump in one year, so that that's why I'm not putting them on that same platform. But I want to get your take of those four teams. Who who do you think might emerge as the number one seed in the West? Well, I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say that uh, uh, Denver is the most talented, but I think they're the best. Okay, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, they've been there, they've done that when they're healthy. I mean, when yeah, when they're healthy, they're a thinner team than they were last year. But, uh, you know, Braun's uh, coming on to where he's a little mm-hmm. more uh, watching. They're getting some minutes from him. You know, their starting five is terrific. I don't yes. think any team has a starting five as good as Denver's. When they're all there, that's the good news. The bad news is Murray misses quite a few games. Porter misses quite a few games. So, you know, you got to have all five of those guys. Ryan, yeah. who do you think the top dog is in the West? I'm with Jerry. I think it's Denver uh, until further notice. I think Oklahoma City has the potential to be there. I think that's the Mm -hmm. team to watch in the playoffs. I'm still not a believer in Minnesota. For whatever reason, I'm not there yet, and I know that I'm on an island on that one. Yeah, I'm there. I think they are a team that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the NBA Finals this year. I I think they're good. I think they're deep. By the way, Anthony Edwards is questionable tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, for Minnesota with ankle soreness, knowing his personality and knowing uh, 
And speaking to Jim Peterson, the former king and the longtime TV analyst from Minnesota, I'm going to wager to say he'll play. But I'm a little different than you. You might be on an island. I think Minnesota could represent the West. Jerry, are you high on Minnesota? I, I think they're really good. Uh, they, they've got it all together, you know, an excellent coach as well. He didn't get a lot of credit. I think their bench is solid. Uh, yeah, they're good enough. Uh, I wouldn't, like I say, I, I would not take them over Denver just because. I, I'm kind of the old Rudy Tomjanovich statement, never bet against the heart of a champion. Sure. <laughs> and so, but, I mean, Denver is not one of the all-time great teams either in history of the league. No. But, uh, yeah, I think the Clippers could be, you know, could win. And I think mm -hmm. that, that Minnesota, I think those are the three that I think could win the West. I don't really think any other team could actually win the West. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a two team race. I think it's Clippers and the Nuggets. Okay, well, um, I, again, because of experience, uh, I'm not putting Oklahoma City in that group. But I think you know, again, they they are they're, they're capable. All right, let's get back to the Kings. So, uh, a road game tomorrow. They're currently eighth, and they'll be looking at the scoreboard tonight. Here's the problem that the biggest problem I have with the Sacramento Kings with what 24 games left. I don't know which team's going to show up. That that's the biggest problem I have with the team as we hit March. I don't know if it's going to be the A version or the C version because I haven't seen any well shouldn't say any. I haven't seen enough consistency this year, Jerry. I I really don't know what to expect tomorrow. I believe if Fox does play playing an upper echelon team, a team that they've already beat once in their own gym. It was their first home loss of the year. I mean, I think the Kings are going to play very well tomorrow, but I, I really don't know. No, I don't think you can. I, I, I would agree. I mean, that's been one of the kind of laments of, of Kings fans uh, all year. You know, it, it, there's no question when Fox is at his best and Domas is at his best and you get a good bench performance, uh, you know, usually you can count on Monk and Lyles and but uh, sometimes you don't get get the bench performance, and 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 Harrison kind of goes away. Uh, but it, but I think that's a, that is a real concern because they have to. This is a team that that really is pretty thin, I think, and 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 they really have to have Domas and Fox playing as well yes. as they can. And if they don't, they're just not. Quite honestly, I don't think they're good enough, yep. uh, and that's. Uh, that's tough because they're a good team, but uh, to beat the the upper echelon in the West right now, it's uh, it's hard it's hard to see that. Ryan Fox is still questionable for the game tomorrow, so we don't know whether he's going to play or not. Uh, I'm going to give the Kings very little chance to win if Fox is not on the floor, even if Anthony Edwards doesn't play for Minnesota, which would be a big loss for them. But I just there's, there's I have no confidence at all in this Kings team if Fox is not on the floor. None. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And Grant, let's not take for granted, if he is on the floor, he's probably not going to be 100%. Good so point. that's going to affect the pace. And the Kings have actually played really well with the pace against Minnesota this year. Yep. So look for that. And I think also the three-pointers, the Kings up until last night had held Denver to just a tad below or above 31% for the season on threes. This year, the Kings are holding Minnesota to 33.3%. So maybe throw a little zone defense in. Well, I think they'll need to. I think that's a great point, Ryan. I mean, I, I think the matchups will be very difficult. Man, I, I do hope we see a lot more zone, uh, especially if Edwards doesn't play. Exactly. Be very, very comfortable doing that. 
Yeah. Who's again, the playmaker? He's questionable, he's questionable with uh, ankle soreness. I, I again, I got I got to believe he's going to play. I just I, I believe he's going to play, and I think a fox can play. He will play. So we'll see. You know, yeah. right now Minnesota's the top dog in the West. Uh, the Kings and the Timberwolves seem to match up pretty well in terms of their competitiveness and the games that they have played. So uh, we'll see. But remember, the Kings went to Minnesota earlier in the year and handed them their first home loss of the year. And that's when Minnesota was rolling. So the Kings have to have some confidence, Rhino, that they can go in there and win. Ryan and Jerry, we, we've been talking a lot about uh, the ever-changing rotation in the standings. Like one win, you can vault two or three <laughs> places, one loss the same. Rhino's got the strength of schedule that we want to put up on the screen and show you the the toughest remaining schedule. Now, obviously, this is altered when you have a player out of the lineup, uh, but those are the toughest remaining schedules thanks to uh, Tankathon with Phoenix, Utah, Milwaukee, San Antonio, and you see Sacramento is down there at ninth. Ryan, what do you what do you take out of that graphic, buddy? Um, I take that the Sacramento Kings need to take advantage of their schedule. I mean, ninth, I think they're actually a little bit lucky, um, considering how many home games they have. So, um, yeah, I think that they've just got to take advantage. That's all I see, Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I, I wonder, you know, just, uh, you know, they basically have the win percentage thing there and, and how much, uh, really do they do count home and away equally? You know, they're just talking about games against opponents. And I've always said that that's a little bit skewed, and, you know, with especially because most teams are pretty equal now. But the Kings have got a real advantage in in uh, home games to road games. So, but as Grant pointed out a week ago, which is true, the team has yet to prove they're really a sure thing at home. <laughs> they're so, only 16 to 10. They're only 16 yeah. to 10 at home. I mean, just so, to give you an idea. And, and just, I think just, that's... Just, for me, regardless of uh, so-called strength of schedule, if the Kings could somehow win 12, 13 of their home games, then they, they can move up a notch. But it, it comes down to that. Win your home games. Jerry, you taught me this years ago. And once we get past 40 games, I use it as my number one barometer in determining whether a team's good or not. And it's the point differential. And I, I hate to keep on harping on this, but you've, you, you hit you with, ever since you taught me that it just proves to be accurate almost all the time of the top 10 teams currently. Okay. In the Western conference, the Kings, other than the Lakers who are ninth have the worst point differential of all of the 10 teams at 0.3, just to give you an idea. Minnesota, uh, these are all positive. 7-3, Oklahoma City 8.3, Denver 4.2, the Clippers 4.6, the Suns 3.0, the Saints, or the Saints, the Pelicans 4.1, <laughs> Dallas 1.3, the Kings 0.3, then the Lakers ninth minus 0.4, and in 10th place, the Warriors plus 1.8. That's why I have very little confidence in this team being able to finish in the top six. I don't care whether they're playing at home, on the road, or on the moon. I just don't see it. Well, you know, we've talked before. I mean, there's only two two things that are almost for sure is win-loss record, number one, mm -hmm. but uh, win, winning margin. And, and eventually, uh, due to the home-away differences kind of thing, the margin will be will, will show you the same thing. I mean, and to some minor degrees, but, uh, you know, the top three teams in the East and top three teams in the West will probably have the highest win-loss win margin. And so... 
It uh, history proves it. So it's yeah. it is a concern. It is a, definitely a concern uh, as a Kings fan that they just haven't shown the power that they did last year. I think they had a over a three point win margin yes. last year. Well, they and were guess- in a lot more. They were in a lot more close games last year, Jerry. You know, Mm -hmm. Fox, Mr. Clutch, first time. Absolutely. So, Ryan and Jerry, let's talk about that because I think Jerry brings up a great point. And, Ryan, you were talking about uh, they haven't really been in a lot of close games this year. Why is that? I mean, why do you think that the point disparity at 0.3 is so different than a year ago? Why, Why haven't the Kings been more competitive this year? Is it Fox, Ryan, or is there another reason to this? I think, and this is strictly my opinion, and I said it last night on, and I want to get Jerry's thoughts too, but I said it last night on the post-game show, I don't think De'Aaron Fox gets the most out of Demonis Sabonis. If you look at Jamal Murray and you look at the other point guards in the league that are considered in the same tier as De'Aaron or maybe above, um, if they have a forward or a good big man, they make each other better. They elevate each other in for whatever reason, I don't see that spark there. And you've also seen a lot less set plays by the Kings. And you notice a difference when Malik Monk comes on the floor. That pick and roll is there all day with Sabonis. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point, by the way. I mean, you know, Fox, to his credit, he's so good in the mid- little short mid-range jump shots that when he, he he's looking to get to those spots and, and a lot of times, uh, you know, to where Monk would be looking for a little drop pass or something as a, as a Domas's man maybe is in, you know, nowhere uh, and Domas gets some easy put, you know, put-ups and, and so does uh, Lynn or, or McGee when they were in there. Uh, yeah, I think that's something that, you know, that, that, that definitely Fox could do better because he's going to draw attention. And that's, uh, you know, that's kind of like a Anthony Edwards or Shea Gilgis Alexander. They get in there and, and they find the big guys for little drop-off passes. And I think he could definitely do that better. The other thing I'd say, you know, the to me, the team is way too interested in creating three-point shots. And, and what it's done you know, the Knights, they can win that way, certainly, but it, but they don't get to the line near as much. And uh, so there, there's a free throw to drop off. And so as, as, as you guys just talked about close games, well, if you're not getting to the line, uh, you're giving away some points. And Great so point. uh, that, I, I think that's a real difference in this team. They're not really getting to the line as much. 
All right, some scores that we'll be keeping an eye on tonight. The Knicks are going to be hosting the Warriors. The Warriors are really playing well. The Spurs uh, and the Thunder from San Antonio. The Suns are back in action tonight. They're home against the Rockets. The Nuggets on a back-to-back at home against the Heat. And then the Lakers uh, take on the Wizards. So, the, the, you know, we, we, we keep on talking about the teams that are ahead of Sacramento and Dallas. But now all of a sudden, and again, I'm only going to say if. If the Kings were to lose tomorrow and the Warriors win tonight, the Warriors are only one game back in the loss column of Sacramento. If the Lakers beat Washington tonight and the Kings lose tomorrow, the Kings are only two games up in the loss column over the Lakers. Sacramento is currently eighth, but they're really sixth if you want to look at it that way in this sense. They're even in the loss column. Only look at the loss column, folks, because teams yeah. have played an uneven number of games. Phoenix has 24 losses. They're in fifth. Then New Orleans, Dallas, and Sacramento, sixth, seventh, and eighth, respectively, have 25 defeats. That's why when you have these bad losses against Miami, against Detroit, against Charlotte, uh, and again, the teams I just mentioned have had bad losses too, but I think the bad losses now are magnified more. We, we, we reflect more now that we're past All-Star break. I know each game is a game, but to me, Ryan, I look at this schedule, the bad losses just have to stop. And by bad losses, I'm talking about you cannot lose right now to the teams that you are clearly better than, okay? Like you can't be losing to, let's say, a Spurs team. You can't be losing to a team such as a Memphis. You can't be losing to a Portland team again, right? That can't happen if you're going to be a top six seed when it's all said and done. You're spot on, Grant. Look at the Kings last year. They had their struggles in games against teams they were better than, but not like this year. I mean, the really good to great teams, those are no-brainers. And so when they hit these stretches, guess what? They have some fat in the reserve. Kings have no fat. You laid it out perfect. Their margin of error is like this. Yeah. Yeah, the other part of that, too, and that's a great point, is is – in my mind, is if you're at home, you should beat the better teams too. Mm. You know, yeah, you should, that, right? Now yeah. on the road, you got no right to expect that. <laughs> you know, I mean, getting beat by Denver didn't surprise me when I knew they were healthy. Uh, you know, the fact the way the game started was a surprise. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I I really believe it. And and going back to what you guys talk about at the end of the year, I mean, it truly is. It's like. If you're not mentally ready for every home game to play your very best, uh, you know, something's wrong. And I mean, and you got a right, I think, as a fan to expect consistency, certainly at home. I think. And and I look at this. I look at the schedule and I try to look at it without being able to forecast injuries. But the stretch that to me is the do or die the rest of the season begins after you get back from Orlando and you only have one day off to get ready for Philadelphia. So you're on the East coast and we know what happens when you're gone on the East coast and you come home and you only have one day off, you normally lose. So they got Philadelphia. Then you got two games against Dallas and they're playing much better. Then you have Utah. Then you have the Clippers at home. And then look at this road trip, which is very unusual for April. You normally don't have a trip like this in April. You're at the Knicks who in all likelihood will be healthy then. You're at Boston. I think they're the best team in the entire league. You're at Brooklyn. Not very good. And then, but that's the second night of a back to, or no, I take that back. That's uh, then the the, uh, two nights later, you're at Oklahoma city. 
Okay, then you come home and play New Orleans and Phoenix, and you end the season with Portland. But how about that stretch, guys? Orlando on the road is going to be a tough game. Philly at home, Dallas, Dallas, Utah, the Clippers. Then at the Knicks, the very next night at the Celtics, at Brooklyn, at Oklahoma City, New Orleans, Phoenix, and Portland at home. That is, you got to get, you got to be, you got to be afloat when you get to there. You got to be afloat because that is a brutal stretch, guys. Yeah, and you and you've got to beat teams like Dallas, even though like yes. I say, Dallas is, is, as you point out, I mean they're playing very well. You know, they, the moves they made at the break has, has made them tougher. So you've got to beat them. And then on, on that, you know, with Boston and the Knicks, you got to get the Nets. You know, That's you right. have to win that game. I mean, there's just some, some, you know, it, it's no, I mean, certainly the Knicks, if they're healthy now, and I think the Phil, the 76ers, you got to win that game. Embiid is probably not going to play. And, That's right. Uh, and so th- there's no reason not to beat the 76ers. That's a very good point right there. I want to tell everyone about New Works Plumbing for your plumbing needs and repairs. Make sure you get to uh, New Works Plumbing because they've got a fix for you. There's the number on your screen, orsacserviceplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, open 24-7, meaning they're available if you have an emergency in the middle of the night. Again, sacserviceplumbing.com, or you can call the number on your screen. Something else I want to point out, uh, if you are interested in becoming a sponsor here for the stretch drive, which really is beginning right now for the months of March and April, uh, all you need to do is uh, hit me up. You can send me an email, and uh, we would love to talk to you about sponsorship opportunities. Gene Napier at gmail.com. That's gnapier at gmail.com. Hit me up and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you about uh, sponsorship opportunities. So uh, I, I know it's a cliche, but it's not a cliche this year. Every single game. I mean, one win can be the difference this year between fifth and seventh. And the difference between fifth and seventh is humongous. It's gigantic. Okay. So you better believe that we are going to be looking at these games with a fine-tooth comb because every single game is that important. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is scary to me is because if you're not in the six, I mean, really, uh, say you have the one-game play-in and you're playing the Lakers or the or the Warriors. Good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, certainly if they stay healthy in the way they're playing now, both teams, they're, they're, they're bringing kind of their A games here near the end of the season. Grant, are, Grant, Jerry, are we setting our expectations or are the Kings setting their expectations or their fans too high by even talking about the six seed? Because looking at that end stretch and just getting to that stretch, there's not a lot of gimmies here in this King schedule. And there's not a lot of places where they could gain momentum. Granted, they haven't been a huge momentum team this year. Well, I'm going to answer it this way. There are two group of people that I think always have unrealistic expectations and that would be the fans and that's not sliding the fans that's just the way it is and i think that would be true in almost every market okay and then the second one are owners owners very often have complete unrealistic expectations and part of the reason for that in my experience is that the owners are are among the least knowledgeable basketball people in the entire building and the least knowledgeable sports people in the entire building. They have no understanding of sports. They really don't. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. And so I think that, you know, a lot of owners feel that they can go into a a sports franchise and run their business the way they ran their business that made them billions of dollars. Uh Uh-uh. Doesn't work like that. So I'll start with fans and ownership as always having unrealistic expectations, Jerry. And Jerry, I know you've lived through it on both sides of the fence. 
Oh yeah, and I, and I think that's very predictable. I mean, it'd be you know that's why uh, guys want to buy teams at uh, humongous amounts of money. Uh, it uh, they've been rich for for a long time and nobody knew who they were. And then they buy a team and everybody knows who they are, you know. Yep. Mark Cuban's maybe the best example of that. Uh, yeah, point. But I mean, so so you have that and, and then they have reason to believe that, well, you know, geez, I, I really did this really great to get in a position. Uh, so I, I always said the, the best owners within a reasonable time frame figure out that they really don't know what they don't know. That's very true. Jerry, I don't think Jerry, I don't think you'll ever see Mickey Harrison calling Pat Riley into his office and telling him what to do. You know what I mean? They're, they're... No, you know, and I think that's a you know great point on a couple fronts. I think Mickey Harrison was involved a lot, and he really kind of yeah. knew. I better find somebody that really knows what they're doing, and I'll, right. I'll step back mm -hmm. and stay all the way. And uh, that's what they've done, and that's the culture they've created. So. Yeah, it's a really, uh, you know, as fans, uh, uh, we're always going to probably overrate our team a little bit, you know, just like blaming officials a little more. Every team, you know, that every time you lose a game, you know, the fans they feel like the refs screwed them. And if you win, you never hear say, boy, we screwed the other team. Right. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't really have it both ways. Nope. <laughs> Well, I guess maybe you can if you had a bet on the game. I mean, I, they do these things these days, Jerry, the kids. Yeah, that's a good point there. I hadn't thought of you know? that. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, again, the Kings and the Timberwolves uh, tomorrow. I, I, I was thinking about this, Jerry. I think we talked about this a week ago or two weeks ago. You and I, we, we did a lot of seasons together, either on TV or traveling together when you were a coach or in management. I don't ever recall – this type of a stretch of road games ever. I mean, this is the craziest schedule that I've seen. I mean, it, the, the Kings almost seem like since the, the first of the year have been on the road the whole freaking calendar year of 2024. It's unbelievable to me. Well, it is, it, yeah, it hadn't benefited, and that's for sure. But, but there is, you know, as we were talking about before, I mean, it should, they should have a chance since they're playing more home games to make up for it. But they, you know, you got to win them, or it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I was wondering. I was doing a quick Google search to see if March Madness was going to be a G1C this year. No, um, which it's not. So, but yeah, it, it's a bizarre thing with the schedule that the Kings have faced. But like you said, Grant, it's not anything different. But I remember, at least for me and you guys, know better. Certain times a year, you knew the Kings were going to be certain places. I remember yes. the Knicks game being way earlier in the winter, not this late. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of fans don't really understand this, but the uh, the schedule also is greatly affected by other dates booked in the arena, such as concerts, ice shows. Uh, we can go on and on. I mean, like, uh, that's just the way it is. For whatever reason, it seems like the Kings every single year play Boston around the holidays. Not, not every year, but most years. There are many other examples of that. So, uh, and I say this, Jerry's birthday and my wife's birthday on January 29th, we were always on the road somewhere wishing our spouses a happy birthday. I, I really don't recall being at home very often on the 29th. Yeah. It seemed like the Kings are on the road every single year in the end of January. Yeah. But, but, you know, the thing you pointed out is is the real key there is, you know, as a Golden One or Madison Square Garden, whatever it is, they, they give the league a list of open dates, you know, yes. 
you know, and so, and some certainly some sites have a lot more availability than do others. And so that really does impact, you know, yep. your schedule to some degree. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, on January 29th, I wasn't wishing Jerry's spouse a happy birthday. I was wishing mine. I was wishing Jerry a happy birthday. And of course, you know, last uh, just a couple of yeah. weeks ago, we wished Jerry a, a very happy uh, 80th. But again, I just those the Kings there. I always talk about this. Jerry's anniversary, December 23rd and his birthday, the 29th. And I'm not kidding you. I don't know if we ever had off on uh, on those dates. I really don't. I, I don't. I just. Pretty, I really yeah. think we had pretty a game rare. Every single I know year. that. It's pretty rare. It, uh, yeah. well, it probably hey. helped my marriage, though. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason basketball players and people around the game are creature habits for the most part. It's because of that. You guys know you're going to be away. You know the time yeah. clearance. Yep. You, but you do, you know, you're right. I mean, you, you, you kind of do get that in your mind. Okay. It's like an athlete. And I always say that's why sometimes road game road trips are good for players because they can yeah. really focus on the game and, and with the coaches, you know, and all that, they really uh, focus on the games when you're at home. Sometimes things get skewed a little bit. No doubt. Well, it's uh, all part of the gig. That is for sure. So uh, again, Fox questionable tomorrow. Anthony Edwards questionable for tomorrow. Uh, Minnesota is number one in the West. So we'll see. There's going to be another good. Uh, again, I think if Edwards and I'm really hoping that both play. I, I want to. I want this to be a measuring stick type of a game again. And you, it won't be a measuring stick if Edwards doesn't play or Fox doesn't play. So I'm really hoping, guys, we have a healthy. I'd love to see both teams in full strength. Yeah, I mean that's what you want. You want to, you know, you want to beat the best uh, at at their best with their best, and and that that gives you a good idea. And the Kings, I do think uh, the the pace is such a key. The faster yeah. the pace, I think, will really help the Kings because you end up saying if you have to play a lot of half court against them, you know, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, they're big and long, and and everything. So. You know, the, the, the more you can uh, force the game, you know, whether you're pressing or just really making sure you run after made baskets or every opportunity, that'll be the best chance. Yeah, one more thing to that, Jerry. The Kings got out to a really hot start the first game in Minnesota where they beat them. And early yep. in the season, Minnesota had some issues giving up big leads. And mm -hmm. Minnesota wasn't able to catch back up to the Kings in that game. So they can have one of those really big first quarters, first halves. That could set it up nicely. Well, I do think they, you know, they're like the Kings. They they, they really depend on Edwards to kind of fill in the blanks because he can go get a shot, uh, you know, about any time. He's mm -hmm. a creator and, and lively guy. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, great shooter, but uh, – he can't create one-on-one -on -one that well. And, and, or, and Mike Connolly's a great leader, but that's what he is, a great leader who can make open shots. Uh, so Edwards is, is kind of the gap, I think. You know, Gobert does what Gobert's always done, and, he's, and it, he and Towns are really getting comfortable together. But, uh, you know, I, like all I know is you don't want to play against Towns and, and Gobert in the half court. Yeah. And you know, Jerry, I don't think Mike Conley gets falling, yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't <laughs> think Mike Conley gets enough at the grocery. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, go run some errands for me. I, I don't think Mike Conley gets enough credit on that Minnesota team. I think he's a stabilizing force for them. I really do. Well, you know, 
they were they were a team in trouble until they made yes. the trade for him last year. Yes. And I Great mean, point. absolutely, he's a true. You know, we always talk about leadership. He, he's a legitimate, true leader. And yeah. uh, if actually with the talent Utah's got, if they had Conley still, they'd be in the hunt. <laughs> but they don't have anybody That's like right. that right now. That's right. By it's the way, per- go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was going to say, it's a perfect example of what the year talked about, or we started the show with backup point guards for the Kings. They had D'Angelo Russell before Conley, and they were not playing great all the time. They bring Conley in. He's more of a stabilizer, as Jerry said. Yeah, very true. Uh, Minnesota, by the way, has now won uh, eight of their last 10 games. And at home, they are 22-6. and six. Of course, one of those losses is to Sacramento. So they're very good at home. They're very good overall. They're 42-17 and 17 this year. Uh, they are a half game ahead of Oklahoma City, but even in the loss column. Then you have Denver with 19 losses and the Clippers with 20. But again, three straight wins for Minnesota, eight of their last 10. And uh, this game, again, assuming that Fox and Edwards play, would be a dandy. This should be a heck of a game, that's for sure. Yeah, it'd be fun, and I mean, it'd be the ultimate win, you know, if the Kings yeah. could pull a, a win uh, on the road against Minnesota, then it change all of our narratives. You know how that goes. Yeah, uh, somebody absolutely. wants us to get into the backstory of uh, Michael Malone getting fired by Vivek. He was really, it was really Pete Delisandro, the general manager, who stabbed uh, Michael Malone in the back, um, and then. Vivek went along with it, but uh, I put that more on Pete D'Alessandro than I do the owner. But it's old news. Everyone's moved on, and uh, it is what it is. I've said this, and I'm going to continue to say it until I take my last breath. The Kings fired the wrong guy, and they traded the wrong guy. All right? They should have kept Isaiah Thomas. They should have traded DeMarcus and kept Michael Malone, and I believe that the franchise would have been much better off. But you know what? You can't go back in history and change things. That's for sure. No, but I'd agree with that 100%. And and I do think, you know, with Coach Malone, you know, I mean, he's an ultimate competitor. And, I mean, I, I think there's always a little bit of that Sacramento fired me when I didn't deserve to be fired. And, yep. and right. And, and I knew, you know, kind of going in with that team healthy, if they could beat the crap out of the Kings. They, they were going to. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you see there's- Did you see Javal Murray? Played in the game, he was still on the court with like yeah. six minutes to go. Mike Malone gets asked yeah. one question about just the game in general, and he highlights Jamal Murray's play. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we go back uh, to we can we can always look back what should have done, what we should have seen, but you know, it, it really doesn't do any good to talk about what happened to Michael Malone. Uh, I speak for Jerry because we both know Michael well. I could not be happier for the man. He's a good person. Uh, He does things the right way. And I always like to applaud not only people that do things the right way, but I'm a big believer in people paying their dues. Uh, He obviously grew up with a basketball pedigree with his late dad, Brendan. And so he was always around the game, but he wasn't like handed anything on a silver platter. He worked his way up and he's earned everything that he has received. And I'm a big fan of those type of work ethics, Jerry. Oh, I am too. Yeah, he's a basketball lifer. There's no doubt about it. And by the way, I was going to mention too. I don't know if anybody's noticed it, but Dave Yeager is back on the bench with uh, Doc yep. Doc in Milwaukee. Yep. You know, and and so, yep. of course, uh, he was out of the league a little bit because of, of Doc's uh, situation. So I was glad to see Doc pick him up. And as you know, Dave Dave's a darn good coach as well. Yes, he is, and good guy, really good guy to be around. 
No question about that. Uh, some final thoughts, gentlemen. Again, off day, uh, the Kings, the, they, the standings will change in some fashion due to the fact that the Suns are playing, the Warriors are playing, the Lakers are playing. So th- those are some of the teams to uh, keep an eye on, particularly uh, the Phoenix Suns. You definitely want them to lose if you are a Kings fan. And uh, so we'll keep an eye on those scores and then we'll see who's on the court tomorrow. Don't forget, uh, we will have the pregame show. Ryan and Sacktown will have that tomorrow. Jerry joins us at the half and then, um, we will be on to break it all down on the post-game show. That is all coming up tomorrow as we turn the calendar to March. Mm-hmm. An extra day here of February. Jerry, that's good for you. It extends your it life. Does, you know, yeah, we I add know. more days to the month. It's good yeah, for you. every day counts. I mean, I'm, I'm just, just yeah. so thrilled. Uh, you know, but uh, but you know, I you know, all I know is that, that like you've, we've talked about the end of the season here. There's only twenty some games. Uh, coaches, players, focus. It's every game. You know, the end's in sight. Play it that way. Yep. Amen. Ryan? Amen, Jerry. I'm going to end it with that for this season, and all I'm going to say is back to the old Kings coaches really quick. They could have fielded almost a starting five, a second starting five, with coaches on the payroll, right? <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, I was going to say, I was uh, – that was my only regret in, in coaching was I, I always wanted to get one of those five-year big million, several million dollar contracts and then get fired right away. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'd have had the, the most magnanimous press conference in the history of mankind. <laughs> we, we Listen, we've seen coaches take the jobs in Sacramento to get a contract and want to be fired the next day. Okay. We, yes, we have. Yes, that. we have. <laughs> What, what can I and uh, we know the situation, but what were your thoughts on Eric Musselman in his time here? You know, I, I think it's a case where you know, following uh, uh Rick Adelman, that's an impossible situation. Number one, the team was heading the wrong way. I think, of course, I think uh, even at the time, I thought with Eric, he was kind of a raw, raw win one for the Gipper kind of guy, which doesn't mm-hmm. really fly well in the pros, no. Uh, but it's great for him, and, and and he's he's been a tremendous college coach, and I, I think he. That's where know, he belongs. That's where he belongs. I mean, sometimes there's you know there's there's just guys you know it's kind of like assistant coaches. Some guys are great assistants, but not necessarily good head coaches. Uh, you just don't know until you get in those spots. But I think Eric was an excellent basketball man. But yes, all Rick Adelman, number one, that's impossible, and then probably, you know, trying to. Trying to win one for the Gipper every night. Uh, pretty soon, everybody says, "You know, screw the Gi- Gipper." <laughs> yeah. Full transparent. Full transparency. I'm friends with Eric. I, I stay in touch with him. We text every now and then. I've had him on my podcast. I love the man. He, yeah. He's a great human being. I knew that things were in trouble when he started having the equipment manager bring signs on the road to plaster <laughs> on the locker room. Similarly to what you would see if you walk oh, into no. the Notre Dame's yeah. locker room, Michigan's yeah. locker room. That doesn't fly in the NBA. No. And it's Eric Musselman's personality, and that's who Muss is. But it didn't resonate with the players, and it actually became almost a, a, a source of jokes towards Muss. You know, you, 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 yeah. you, that yeah. does not work in the big leagues. It works fine in college, you know, on, a, on an 18- and 19-year-old doesn't work well with your 25-year-old who have been in the league for several years with when you walk into the locker room, there are all these signs on the wall of sports slogans and everything. Doesn't fly. Well, 
with all due respect, they just spent one, two, three, four years in that environment. They're ready for the NBA. Yeah, that, that's very true. And I'll tell you, I've always thought that Muss's basketball knowledge was outstanding. You got to remember, he also grew up in a basketball family with his late dad, Bill Musselman. So Muss has been around the game ever since he was old enough to, you know, remember and dribble a basketball. Muss has been in the game. Muss is, and I'll tell you this, and Jerry, you and I talk about this all the time. If I'm, if I have a 17 year old, 18 year old who has the ability to go and play basketball, and Eric Musselman comes to my house and sits in my living room. After getting done with that, whatever, several hours, whether it's a meal, whatever, I got to believe my son's playing for Mus. He's got that ability to win a room. When he walks into a room, he's like Gary St. Jean that way. They win over the room. Yeah, he's well, he, he does. He has a great personality, you know, and I always say, I mean, and he's such a, a fiery competitor. People always talk about, you know, Mus just sometimes, I said, wait a minute. If you knew his dad, you'd say he's docile. I mean, uh, <laughs> I knew his dad, true. I knew his dad well, and I mean yeah. that was a that was a strange buckaroo right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, yeah, he was he was a, a different cat. There is no question. But, but back to Mus, you know, he's done a great job in college at Reno and uh, now at Arkansas. I mean, the guy, the guy's a, he's where he belongs in college. Yeah. That's yeah. where his forte is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You guys nailed it when you said he belongs around 18 and 19 year olds because it's great for him too. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. No question. Jerry, to have time tomorrow. We'll look forward to it. Let's hope we do. And, yep. uh, you know, like you say, it's uh, you're playing the best team in the West. So no reason not to go give it your best and we'll see where we are. All right. Awesome. And uh, Ryan, you got a little, little uh, frog in your throat. You'll be fine by tomorrow. I'm not worried about you, man. Oh, I'll be Good to go. It'll be out by then, Grant. Yeah, Let's and we'll it. be keeping our eye uh, on the uh, NBA scoreboard, which, you know, again, uh, is going to affect the standings. Uh, we know mm -hmm. that when you have the uh, people that are trying. By the way, the Warriors, thanks to Baki, uh, have opened up a 12-0 lead on the Knicks. But you got to remember, Memphis opened a 12-0 lead on Minnesota last night, and they lost. It's now 14-0, but Memphis isn't the Warriors. 14-0. You think the boos have already started at MSG? I can almost guarantee you the boos have started yes, at MSG. And absolutely. Also, and there's no other arena that Steph Curry loves playing more than Madison Square Garden. He loves to go in there and put on a show. That's pretty darn cool. I, I, that seems to be the consensus around those guys, Grant. Uh, but looking forward to tomorrow night, I'm going to leave Kings fans with a little bit of optimism. Minnesota heading into this one. They had a back-to-back, -back, so they had a day off. So they really had about five game, four games in about five, six days. So maybe they're a little tired. Looking for positive here, Grant. Silver line. Take, take anything you can get. Take anything you can get. You know. Don't call us negative. We're positive here on it if you don't like that. There you have it. Have a good one, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, buddy. All right. And for everyone else, appreciate you joining. If you have not yet subscribed, please do so. Give us a thumbs up and enjoy the rest of your day. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you in March. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.